The Cleveland Browns have brought in some reinforcements on the defensive side of the ball. Is it possible that these guys can make an impact as early as Sunday? On the offensive side of the ball, Jacoby Brissett, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Nick Chubb have done some great things. Some tweaks, some improvements, though, could certainly be in store for the Browns to have more success. And the Patriots game this week, last year, this was the game that basically was the straw that broke the camel's back and took 2021 down the down the down the downward spiral, so to speak. Your latest Locked On Browns, your host Jeff Lloyd, joined by Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. How is everybody doing today? Uh, We're going to sit down, Garrett Bush, out for the day. We're going to sit down, uh, Sports Illustrated Browns Digest, Pete Smith, in for the ride, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. We're going to break down some thoughts here on the Browns defense. Obviously, some changes coming uh, to the defensive side of the ball here. We'll see what that can possibly bring. Will it be as soon this week against New England? We'll find out soon as the week goes on here. Get some thoughts here from Pete about the Browns offense up until this point. Uh, as Jacoby Brissett and the offense seem to be putting out a consistent effort week in, week out. A hiccup here, a hiccup there. And getting a little bit of the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots, as everybody knows, and we talked extensively about this last year. I've been talking about it all offseason. I'm talking about it heading into this week. This was the game last year where, you know, if you had any hopes for the team last season, I think the Patriots game was the week where maybe it all fell apart as they did not just lose a game to the New England Patriots. Basically, uh, you know, got bullied, had their lunch money taken, all that stuff. Today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by the fine folks at BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It, it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for all my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen every day. Whether it's on your favorite podcast app or, of course, uh, available on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, you have notifications on, so when the content drops, you are there to digest it. And, of course, the Roku app. Check out Locked On Cleveland Sports. You'll find Locked On Browns, Locked On Guardians. I'm sure a tough episode after last evening. Locked On Cavs and, of course, the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Uh, Pete, two weeks ago, Thursday night, Browns feeling good about themselves. Go to 2-1 and one on the season uh, after beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. A player like Anthony Walker goes down, and you know it had been talked about going into the next week. J- uh, Jacob Phillips, JOK, having to step up uh, as far as you know, taking a little bit more leadership role. Uh, they just could not stop the run against the Atlanta Falcons this past week. You have a team in the Chargers, and you know I know a lot was made about the Chargers, you know, inability to run the ball, but the Chargers certainly a. a, a a dual offensive threat that they can throw the ball so well. Um, they never really made an effort, conscious effort to run the ball. But last week, you know, you get into it and, you know, Austin Eckler, he's caused problems for this Cleveland Browns team for many years now, did just that. So, Pete, my question is, is it so much missing Anthony Walker, the player, 
or is it also and maybe a bigger fact of missing Anthony Walker, the leader, the signal caller? Oh, the, the player more so. I mean, sure, his leadership is absolutely valuable. Um, but, I mean, the bottom line is that the problems that Jacob Phillips ran into, um, sure, the defensive line is a, a really big reason for some of the linebacker struggles, but he just was in the wrong spots. He was overrunning stuff. He just wasn't doing the stuff they needed him to do. Like last week, um, you know, people made this big deal about how Andrew Barry allegedly, you know, stayed late to make this trade after the tape was so bad in, in a deal which I'm sure had been talked about for weeks. Uh, but there were just lanes he just wasn't filling that were there that were, you know, there's one play that JOK got sort of uh, ragged on for, for a, a poor tackle, but that was Jacob Phillips' play to make if he just comes downhill in the hole. So those type of things just leave you go uh, leave you sitting there and 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 saying to yourself that he just isn't doing it he's not good um you know if you go by pff he's arguably the wor worst linebacker in football it's hard to argue based on what he's done outside of the second half against the steelers where he played he had a couple of nice plays now you mentioned the defensive tackles and i want to get to this a little bit here um you know, we've seen instances now where some of these defensive tackles are getting driven five, six, seven yards off the ball. Um, and, you know, this might affect, you know, the safeties as well as far as run pursuit as well. Um, is this kind of throwing off your angle? I mean, because when you've got defensive tackles that far, basically, you know, you're supposed to be able to run around the mess, uh, so to speak, you know, but now with the defensive tackle play and these guys kind of getting pushed back like they are, it's not necessarily like you're running away from the mess. You kind of got to run through the mess, so to speak. And, you know, is that an issue here? Granted, their play has not been stellar. We can all agree upon that. But is this something that's probably affecting the play as well? The defensive tackle position is making the entire defense fail. It's awful. And and what it does, you have, because you have this setup where the Browns want basically line, uh, safety-sized linebackers, um, and then they have their safeties, which are are big by safety standards, but are you know smallish in run support. Um, the whole goal is to play everybody downhill, so you can get ahead of steam, so you can get that momentum, so you can equal that force to make tackles and and potentially make tackles either at the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, or very uh, you know yielding very little yardage there. But when the defensive tackles are getting blown off the ball like they are. And the Austin Eckler 71-yard run is like exhibit A of just how bad it is. Um, that now they are trying to get trying to avoid their own players to get to plays, or they're having to take on linemen that they aren't built to take on uh to, to go and make tackles. So not only do you have this issue of their angles are are messed up, but then now they have no speed or momentum built up. And they're just getting run over by guys who are bigger than them. I mean, you know, Najee Harris only had, I think, 56 yards or some something like that in the Steelers game. But that was sort of the canary in the coal mine as he casually was running over those guys in the first half. Uh, so as long as the defensive tackle position is as bad as it is, which is actually worse than last year, which is really difficult to sort of process, <laughs> you're going to be like this. And, and you know, if you have a – fully healthy Miles Garrett and a fully healthy, or at least, you know, let's say 90% for those two guys, it helps 
that helps mask the issue, but ultimately you're still in a position. You can't hide your defensive tackles. It's very easy to find them. You can hand the ball at the middle over and over and over again. So those all, you know, snowball into this really bad effect where the Browns had the worst defensive tackle position in football last year and still had a, you know, however you want to argue it, either top five, top 15, whatever defense to they're even worse this year. And now they're, you know, near the bottom of the league. That's been the big difference. There are other problems with the, the defense. There are some other issues going on, but that one change, that one problem is doing the most damage. There's literally no question about it. Um, you know, and it's not even the question of you're, you're not getting penetration. You're basically just getting swung off the ball. I mean, and, you know, it's running backs. Just there's the lanes that are there for these guys are just absolutely ridiculous. And look, you know, NFL, good players, good running backs, fine yardage, get yardage. Uh, it's really no surprise to anybody. Browns make a move yesterday, um, bring in veteran defensive tackle uh, Tyler uh, Davison to the practice squad, formerly the Atlanta Falcons, formerly the New Orleans Saints. We'll see if and when Tyler Davison is ready to maybe contribute from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. Uh, but Pete, like actually, as you mentioned, um, kind of rare, uh, basically when a game ends like it did Sunday and basically your general manager and your head coach and general manager says, all right, well, you guys go do your pressers and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to make sure we have a linebacker here after seeing, you know, the Jacob Phillips, uh, JOK, Sione Taki Taki, you know, three man pairing for two weeks and getting gobbled up and just, you know, I mean, there's, it's unacceptable. It's unexcusable the way these linebackers played in these two games and the amount of rush yards they gave up. You make a deal for a player like Deion Jones. And as you said, Pete, the safety size linebacker, Deion Jones, certainly fits this mold. There's been times in his career where he's been a highly successful, highly productive linebacker with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, You make the move. Pete, what are the realistic expectations? It's not that age is necessarily a question yet with Deion Jones. Um, He certainly had his time from being banged up. Um, He'll return to practice supposedly today with the hope from the Browns that he can play Sunday against the New England Patriots. So, Pete, you know, with Deion Jones, you know, is this going to become a big thing? Is, you know, are we expecting that all of a sudden this guy can come in here and be a savior? Because for a guy who hasn't played, you know, at all yet this season, it seems like, you know, People are just expecting this guy to turn into the you know the player he was in his prime and twenty and those things. What's really the expectation of what Deion Jones can do for this defense? Well, let's start with the fact that I suspect Andrew Barry was feeling things out the second Anthony Walker was was done for the year. Um, the deal they made stinks of one where they've been sort of. Feeling this, feeling this out because they had to find out if when his when he'd be good to go, and they had to obviously wait out the IR. So they wait until it, you know it's very dramatic looking. You know, if you were making a movie, it looks great to to have it happen Sunday <laughs> night. But you have to make that trade then to be able to you know one get his physical done, which has happened obviously, to then activate him for Wednesday. He's got to get some amount of you know playbook uh, and all that stuff done. Uh, to 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 even have a chance for him to play, so it sort of had to work out that way. It, it, and it, and it, we'll see what happens. Ultimately, he's going to be better than Jacob Phillips simply if he's in the right positions and he fills where he's supposed to. But that may be a marginal upgrade 
tackle issues. Now, I think he should be – obviously, this all depends on just how healthy he is and how good he feels. Um, but you should expect him to be given coverage because that's what he's been – you know, he's largely been able to do. The biggest – I guess the biggest hope you have is that the Falcons, when he was good, were in an even front. Um when they went to that odd front, he was sort of just, just completely screwed in terms of like what you're going to do. Like I see the same, same case being made that, that the Browns should run an odd front, which, okay. But I mean, if, if your nose gets swallowed up and you've got two guards theoretically at the second level hitting JOK and Deion Jones, like it's over. So you you have to have body. He's got given up a hundred pounds minimum in that situation. Yeah, it's just it's it's a losing losing situation. So I mean, the whole goal here is to get a wall in front of these guys so they can fly around to make plays. Um, so that that's what you hope happens. Obviously, you know, the fact of the matter is that the the Browns are getting nothing at a defensive tackle, so it limits them. But having all of that said, like I, I know. One, eight. I'm as frustrated with the defensive results as anyone. I would have liked to see Tommy Togiai and and uh, Jordan Elliott be, you know, functional, but they aren't. Uh, but that's also the reason I don't sit here and go. They have to blow up the whole thing because we've seen with awful defensive tackle play, this defense works. Um, so if they get theoretically average defensive tackle play, this defense looks very, very good all of a sudden, and they're going to be in a position to do that. Next, or in this coming off season. Well, we're going to have to see because, uh, you know, it's going to have to step up here quickly and a team coming in most likely on Sunday and then New England Patriots uh, who will be coming in with a third string rookie starting quarterback, obviously with the propension to run the ball. And it'll be maybe a little different than the Chargers where the Browns maybe did know the Chargers were going to make a game plan of running the ball. Uh, Patriots, I don't think they're going to be fooling anybody in their attempts to run the ball we're going to get back here with pete smith from sports illustrated's browns digest on your latest locked on browns talk a little of the offensive side of the ball here we'll get a little bit more into this patriots game uh as we go on here your latest locked on browns appreciate everybody for being along for the ride now a word from our sponsor better help look uh there was a time a few years ago uh in less than an 11 month uh, time frame. I lost my older brother. I lost my father. Four or five months later, we were in the heart of the pandemic. COVID, uh, stuck in the house. You know, not knowing where the future was headed. Um, it, it's 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 okay to say you're not okay sometimes, and it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with a lot of challenges in your life. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter what now you sit down you want to talk to somebody you have to understand you have to open up and, and tell them what you're feeling you won't be judged you'll be helped um it'll allow you to get through the things that are holding you back to be a better worker be a better partner be a better parent all of these stuff it's just extremely important if you're thinking of giving therapy a try better help is a great option it's convenient accessible affordable and entirely done online you get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time when you want to be a better problem solver therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown browns to get 10 percent off your first month 
your latest Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd, joined by Browns Digest, Pete Smith. Pete, I think we can all agree that, you know, here we are through week five, and I think we are all probably sitting in like this 180 mode where we're talking about this team and its difficulties, and we're all kind of stunned because I I think the biggest question we were all going to have is what the offense could actually do and, you know, was the defense going to be able to do enough, you know, to keep it to a lower point total week in, week out, so the Browns could compete in these games? And, you know, definitely for me, it's a 180. I mean, we continue to find a lot of superlatives for a team that's playing their backup quarterback for the first 11 games of the season in Jacoby Brissett. Is, you know, what we've seen thus far from the offense, and of course now, you know, schedule-wise, business is certainly about to pick up. But, you know, is this you know what we can expect from this Browns offense from here on out? Or, you know, is there a way they can find to start to get some other guys involved and maybe, you know, broaden the scope a little bit, get a Harrison Bryant involved, get a David Bell involved and just find a way for this offense to be clicking on all cylinders? Well, I think some of that is Jacoby Brissett. Uh, the fact of the matter is, like, his default is find Amari Cooper. Um, and he's passed up open options in favor of that in multiple games. Um, he missed, you know, he missed DPJ a couple times who was open uh, in favor of like Amari Cooper for a, a shorter pass that was more or less covered, you know, a couple games ago. Uh, he, I think he, he w- had a chance to hit Harrison Bryant immediately on like third and or fourth and fourth and, three or something like that and uh ended up defaulting for cooper and it was one that was challenged and overturned because it was a low pass he suddenly had pressure in his face i i, I struggle with the idea that he's going to expand his sort of vision beyond two and three guys now he has hit david bell a couple times which is good but i i suspect it was sort of a a one player read that it was either either this or this type situation uh but having said that the three players he's hitting are great uh you know Amari Cooper has been everything that this team has hoped for um David Njoku looks like a franchise tight end and DPJ has filled in very nicely in that number three uh role and should have more production if uh you know he just gets more looks so if you're looking at that and you 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 have to be pretty happy with it, even though you're not getting contributions from Harrison Bryant, which is frustrating because he is talented, uh, and David Bell and Anthony Schwartz and those type of guys. But what you should be thinking, and with a offense that's fifth in yardage and sixth in points, and PFF has them currently as the number one o- offense overall, is this is the perfect storm for why you got Deshaun Watson. Um, when you traded all those picks and all that stuff and, and you got no's from Russell Wilson, which maybe have, has been better Blessing for you, guys, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, telling, you no, and the reason was because you weren't sure about your receiving weapons. It's pretty, it looks pretty good now. And you're sitting there going, well, if we had Deshaun Watson, the, the Browns lost their three games by a combined six points, they'd be five and oh, um, so at that point, you sit there and go, yeah, the defense is awful. It's got to get addressed. But this team would be 5-0 and and have the best uh, record in the conference, which is exactly where you want to be. So 
you have to be pretty damn happy with one, what Kevin Stefanski's been able to do. Two, that Jacoby Brissett, in spite of his flaws, is having the best season of his career and has you know played way better than we thought he would. Uh, and then three, all of those things that you needed to have happen with Cooper coming in and playing well, with Najoku becoming the dude they needed him to be, and DPGA taking another step forward. And, you know, and, and throwing in that, Jedrick Wills has become a very good left tackle. Uh, amazing what happens when you get to be healthy for a couple minutes, that he's become really, really effective, that for all the things that are going wrong on defense, like everything has gone right on offense. Now, Pete, some of the, with some of the recent, you know, contract extensions, you know, all the ones that, you know, seem just so, you know, you know, made so much sense as far as Denzel, as far as Miles, as far as Nick Chubb. And, and you know, there's not, not enough superlatives anybody can put on Nick Chubb. The one I think that everyone maybe was kind of taken aback by was a number one first putting the franchise tag on David Njoku. Then indeed giving, you know, David Njoku, you know, a lengthy contract extension, you know, paying him, you know, in the line overall, again, Brown's contracts are always structured a little bit differently, but paying him along the lines of some of the top tight ends in the NFL without actually getting, you know, to have proven production to maybe warrant that money. But Pete, to this point, I mean, in, you know, you and I, we've always been so strong in emphasizing drafting younger players. And maybe even for David, it came a little bit later than anyone would have liked. But I mean, the way this guy is playing now and you know, as far as, you know, and, and blocking and receiving, it, it's just been amazing to see it all come together. And you're thinking about a guy, you know, in David Ajoku, where two years ago, Browns didn't even know what they had as this guy was in year four. He was a guy that barely saw the field. Right. First, that contract, he's being paid $0 for the first two years as far as the cap is concerned because he was going to get $11 million on the franchise tag if he stayed on it. They changed that, so he's getting practically nothing this year on the cap and practically nothing on the year uh, cap next year. So the Browns actually save money in that contract with him as far as their, the, the salary cap is concerned. Uh, so that, that contract is theft right now. Um, it, it, it's not because David Njoku is not going to get his money. He is, it's just the way the Browns have structured it. it it's brilliant and has worked out so far every way they, they, they hope. Uh, but you know, deferring that money was a big part of this year. Um, knowing what was going to happen with Watson and everything else, it just, they're going to roll over a ton of money next year. It's going to be right now. It's like $35 million, which would become $70 million next year to one, be able to afford all these guys and then to be able to continue adding. But uh, Njoku is sort of the, I would say the poster child for what people have to sort of see this team as, which is everybody wants immediate gratification. It doesn't always work that way. You know, development's not always linear. You figured after year two where Njoku had was like top 10 or whatever in receiving yards from his position that he was just going to, go from there and be great. It didn't work out that way um, between injuries and just inconsistency, but all the stuff that people said he couldn't do. And the number of times people wanted to either trade him or just give up on him, including his former GM, um, you know, he has figured it out and, and he's been outstanding. Um, he's one of the best tight ends in football right now, like bar none. It's not like um, that's a question. He is one of the best. And, 
you know, it took five years to get there. Just like it took Jedrick Wills, you know, his third season to really emerge. And like, as much as you, I understand the frustration with people who don't want to wait and, you know, don't love the fact that they have the, the Deshaun Watson season really begins next year. Um, that as bad as it can look right now, that the theoretically they could have the best team in football next year and be primed to really just destroy the league. It's been, you know, David's progression has just been tremendous to watch. And I think the confidence that he is playing with right now, um, you know, for him, it, I think it's everything feels probably like inside him that it's clicking. You know, everything is coming to fruition. All the hard work and all the emphasis on becoming a complete tight end is really showing. Of course, you know, tight end reverse notwithstanding. Hopefully that play has been tossed into Lake Erie because that is certainly where it belongs. Pete Smith joining Jeff Lloyd, latest locked on Browns. We're going to talk a little bit here. Uh, Patriots, it's going to be a big one this week. And obviously there was, you know, a lot that came from the Patriots game last year. Appreciate everybody for being here. Best BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and of course, golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Jeff Lloyd, I am joined by Sports Illustrated Browns Digest, Pete Smith. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every day. Whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you're subscribed. YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Notifications on so when the content hits, you guys are all there to digest it. And of course, the Roku app now, Locked On Cleveland Sports. You can find me, you can find the Guardians, you can find Locked On Cavs, you can also find the Ultimate cleveland sports show pete sunday new england patriots coming to town and whatever version the new england patriots are at any given time you have the constants of bill belichick and the mind of bill belichick last year pete this is where i mean basically most of the cracks in the foundation basically just started to have basically everything on top of the foundation start to crumble last year Browns went down, scored on the opening drive. Uh, I believe it was a fourth and goal, hit Austin Hooper after Dearness Johnson had a pretty monster drive. And then it was 45 points in a row. And this game, not only did you lose this game, the Patriots just utterly dominated this football game last year. And, Pete, you have to think that Bill Belichick's probably going to go with a similar approach here. A, number one, smelling the blood in the water, seeing what the rushing defense has done the last couple of weeks, knowing he's coming in with his third-string rookie quarterback. So this is, you know, this is going to be the test because unlike last week where the Browns didn't necessarily know it was coming, everybody in that room knows it's coming this week. Right. It, what's interesting is the Patriots uh, toyed around with trying to play some zone in the uh, – in, in training camp and stuff and just couldn't do it. So they're just back to full on gap power scheme, which is pretty much the exact thing you want to do against the Browns right now. Uh, they killed the Browns with their pin and pull scheme last year and did some things like use what, you know, former Patriots receiver Nikhil Harry to uh, crack and block down on miles Garrett among other things. And, you know, the defensive tackles were just destroyed in that game, which, isn't uh you know great now the difference is that mac jones was not 
overly dominant on the stat sheet, but he was really, really impressive in terms of his accuracy and some of the throws he made where you're sitting there going, the coverage is there. He just put it right on the spot and they made the play, um, you know, difficult to necessarily expect that out of Bailey Zappi, though you never know if he's the guy who's in there. Uh, but Ramondre Stevenson is the guy the Browns don't want to see right now. About 230 pounds, he's going to get downhill, and he's going to just challenge you. And if it's JOK and Deion Jones at linebacker, he's bigger than both of them. You know, you may see more Sione Takitaki. I'll be curious to see if the Browns do with their fronts to try to get a little more beef up there. But, you know, that's tough for the sake of if you look at it and you go, well, the Browns have an awful, awful defensive line uh, and particularly defensive tackle rotation right now. Do you really want to put more of them on the field? It's tough. So how do you really deal with that? Um, That is sort of the challenge for them. But, yeah, gap scheme, power, pin and pull, all those things are just going to challenge the Browns to man up and try to take this group on. And, you know, they struggle with that. But the saving grace for this defense right now is red zone. They've been good in the red zone. They get, they force teams to kick field goals. Um, They have been better on third down than last year. Last year was like 39 some percent. This year it's like 35. And then the past three games, it's been 25. Um, So those are things that you can hopefully continue to have that uh, can limit this offense, but it's a perfect storm of things that the Browns don't want to see. And the Patriots do them pretty well. Pete, two years ago, Browns went down to Tennessee um, with the intention of, you know, trying to take Derrick Henry out of the game early. Um, So basically, Tennessee wasn't going to eat the clock. Um, Everything worked out for the Browns. You know, with that approach, they were able to get up early. I know, obviously, you know, had to play a bunch of, you know, basically prevent defense to hold it out. But a game they did win in Tennessee. Um, But that week, and we had talked about it that week, they kind of went a little bit different, you know, went with a little bit more on the D-line, basically tried to basically, you know, bait, you know, just a a wall of just human beings around the line of scrimmage, which slowed down a guy like Derrick Henry, obviously struggling to find daylight, not the quickest back in the league. You think maybe that's the kind of approach you're going to go to here this week, you know, trying to A, cover up for the poor play, uh, for the linebackers, certainly the poor play, the defensive tackle. Do you maybe go with the theory of here is, well, let's just, you know, get even more out there. Um, so this way, you know, we can just create this mass wall of clutter. Uh, they could. I mean, in that game, they went with a bare front and they had, you know, Larry Ogunjobi line, you know, straight o- over the center, uh, able to isolate him. And they had, uh, they had uh, Richardson at that point able to just be a force. The question is, do you have that guy? And and the other option could be, you know, do you put perhaps Miles Garrett or Jadavian Clowney over over guards to try just isoing those guards to try to create issues in the backfield? Um, those are theoretically options that they can do. The problem you run into is that if you were to do some of those things that it now creates an opportunity for you to get beat in other areas. Again, like if you want to, you, you do that, let's say you put uh, Garrett and Clowney over the guards, then it becomes really easy to sort of get beat with things like counter and, and uh, that pin and pull type stuff, because you've already sort of seeded that 
Um, you'd be putting a lot of emphasis on guys like Alex Wright, who's been okay, but clearly still very young. Isaac Rochelle can't play dead. Um, do you do something weird like put your defensive tackles on the outside in that scenario? I, I I struggle with that. I think you, you're probably going to end up still trying to be a, a forefront. Maybe they maybe they do some five front, but um, it, it, it's just tough. And and you you bring in Tyler Davison, who I fully suspect will be activated and potentially getting reps this week. Um, maybe that's another option for them to to have a an extra lineman on the field. Um, but it, yeah, it's just really difficult to scheme around the fact that you're getting your ass kicked on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Simplest and easiest probable way to put it. Pete, Jacoby Reset, originally a draft choice of the New England Patriots, pressed into some st- uh, starting time early in his career. Um, now, this is always difficult because, you know, once Bill knows you, Bill knows you forever. So, you know, if anybody's going to know what can maybe rattle the cage a little bit of one Jacoby Brissett, it's certainly going to be Bill Belichick. And, you know, it's it's key here because, you know, Jacoby, you know, up unless, you know, obviously the pressure situations last, you know, late in the game, you know, where he's had, you know, certainly some mental lapses. And, you know, we I even got a tweet this week that, you know, Jacoby Brissett should be host of the Lockdown Amari Cooper podcast. But for me, that's one thing that kind of, nerves me and scares me a little bit about going into this game is the fact that you know if anybody is probably has a couple ideas in the back of his head as to what could really really shake up Jacoby Brissett it's got to be Bill Belichick yes I mean there's no question that you know that that Belichick's gonna probably give him the most difficult defense he's seen all year in terms of just reads and stuff um but you know, between the, the, he's, you know, first and foremost, he's got to deal with the running game. Uh, and if they can't do that, then, then it's not going to matter how many different coverages he can Jacoby Brissett. Um, and if they have to dedicate extra personnel to try to slow down Nick Chubb, uh, then it's going to open up our opportunities. Uh, I think this is a game where the Browns might need to get more creative in terms of how they utilize Amari Cooper. Um, potentially having him do some things like motion and, and uh, to, to create opportunities for him. But, uh, you know, d- is Kyle Duggar enough to cover uh, David Njoku? You know, how much can you really count on Devin McCourty to help in that area? Not that he's not a, uh, a good player. He is, but it's more of a question of size at that point. Um, Duggar's at least got some, got enough size to, to, to win that type of matchup. Um, but the, the Patriots have obviously quite a bit of talent. Their D line is at least talented, even though Christian Barmore isn't playing terribly well. Um, you've got guys like Jalen Mills who has basically stunk this year. You know, you're seeing more of that Jack Jones kid, uh, but, you know, I think just by virtue of how good the Browns are that they can create some problems for him. But, you know, this is this is a big – I would say this is a big test for Jacoby Brissett um, because the Browns – this is a winnable game for them. And it's – you know, as every game has, it's going to come down to Jacoby Brissett making a play um, in a tough spot. And, you know, he, he struggled in that area. And then you have the added element of Belichick being able to scheme up against him.
One thing, Pete, that the Browns maybe do have an advantage of in this game, and it's not like Bill Belichick hasn't seen Nick Chubb before, so I'm in 2019. It's not like he hasn't seen Kareem Hunt before. He's certainly seen Kareem Hunt before. Um, but neither of these guys played last year. Um, and, you know, this has kind of been, you know, basically the engine of this Browns offense. You know, it's been consistent with Kareem. It's certainly been extremely beneficial in, in, in just paying dividends for days with Nick Chubb to this point. So this is something the Browns are coming in with here that they necessarily didn't have last year. Um, and, you know, we'll all speak well of Dearness Johnson, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's he, he's not the playmaker. He does not get the yards. Um, he's not the difference maker that a Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are. No, and the biggest thing the Patriots have in their favor is that they're just the size of their linebackers. They've got guys who are in the 240, uh, mid-240 range. Now, the question for them is going to be, because Nick, you know, this is the challenge of Nick Chubb, is he can beat you with speed and quickness as well as win with power. Are they going to be able to act, able to sort of slide down and, and fill the right gap to take him out? Or is he going to be able to sort of put them in a blender and, and beat them with his agility? You know, given how good he's been, you know, I'm always going to bet on Nick Chubb, but that's, that's a challenge for them. And, you know, obviously this is another big game for the offensive line. The biggest dimmit this year, and I mentioned this earlier, is Jedrick Wills. In the past, they've been sort of limited on where they could go with their pin and pull and where they could go with things like uh, trap and counter. They can go either way. In fact, this year they've been more inclined to go to the right because Wills has been so good on wrapping around uh, than, than they have in the past. But they can still go in, to the left with Conklin and that group. So they get some added flexibility in terms of where they want to attack. They love putting a lot of tight ends in the field. They've got Pharaoh Brown back, uh, who they love to be able to fill in and help in that front. He's huge at six, you know, what's two sixty or whatever he that uh, his weight actually is. You know, you may see some creative packaging in terms of you know is Froholt going to be out there playing fullback? Are they going to mess around with that? Or are they going to try to spread this group out and see if they can't get uh, Chubb some more lanes in terms of just being able to utilize his speed and potentially catching a smaller Patriots defense uh, in in that realm. So this is a, you know, if you are, you know, as bad as the, the X's and O's potentially are going to be Patriots versus Browns as far as Patriots offense, Browns defense, the X's and O's of the Browns offense versus Patriots defense should be uh, worth the ticket, uh, worth the price of admission on this one because you've got, you know, the best, arguably the best offense in football, at least in terms of talent and execution with the Browns versus one of the, you know, obviously one of the best defensive minds ever to do it. And Nick Chubb, 2019, 20 carries, 131 yards, 6.6 on the ground. Uh, so he's certainly guys had some success against the Patriots in the past. We got to a ton here, obviously, you know, the linebackers, the defensive tackles. Um, there's no question here. The play just absolutely needs to, you know, step up. You know, some thoughts here on the Browns offense through five games. Jacoby Brissett, David Njoku, Amari Cooper, and, of course, Nick Chubb doing their thing. And it's Patriots week this weekend. You know, there's a lot of guys in that locker room understanding the back of their minds that this was basically the uh, straw that broke the camel's back in 2021 for the Cleveland Browns. Can they go out there at home? 
even their record to three and three and avenge for, you know, what was a brutal, brutal loss last season. He is P Smith sports Illustrated's Brown digest. Uh, you can check everything out over there. Uh, all the written content from the folks over there, obviously the podcast, uh, weekly, uh, with at breezy miss Bree, always fantastic listen make sure you get your ears on that make sure you're following uh at underscore pete smith underscore uh appreciate everybody makes locked on browns their first listen every day whether it's on your favorite podcast platform of course available now on youtube make sure you hit the subscribe button um and of course you know notifications on so when the content drops you guys are ready for it and it's in your ears directly and of course the roku app locked on cleveland sports check out uh all the locked on uh, pro sports podcasts and YouTube shows, and of course, the ultimate Cleveland sports show. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd uh, at Locked On Browns. You'll give a follow to the show account over there as well. And with all this being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB.